Welcome to Camel Toe Talk with Trisha, a podcast hosted by your favorite one-of-a-kind Trisha, which is me. I'm a self-love coach, spicy toy reviewer, content creator, and so much more. This podcast talks about all topics that inspire and empower others. There is no hiding off the camel toe here. In fact, it's about owning it and embracing it. Follow this podcast to be inspired and empowered to embrace your true, authentic self. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Camel Toe Talk with Trisha. And in this episode, we are going to talk about self-pleasure. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Do you know it's actually Patricia? Patricia, pleasure, pleasure, Patricia, Patricia, pleasure. Next time you hear about pleasure, you might be thinking about Patricia. <laughs> so welcome back. This is episode number three and it will be all about self-pleasure. Before we get into it, just a couple questions, food for thoughts for yourself. When we think about self-pleasure, what do you feel like is that still a tab taboo topic is it something you've never done is it something you feel ashamed about guilty about something that yeah you can't you, you don't feel comfortable talking about or yeah something you would like to feel better more comfortable about something you want to feel more empowered about have a thought about what your current situation is and how your feelings currently are towards self-pleasure and if you would like to change that. So as a self-love coach for women and as a sex toy reviewer as well, I'm an advocate for self-pleasure and I want to normalize it because it is a very healthy and very beneficial way of connecting with yourself and your own body, which I will get into in a minute. Um, so it is obviously a huge part of my business, of my coaching programs, but also a huge part of my personal life and especially because I'm reviewing toys and I'm also an advocate of um, the use of body safe sex toys. So self-pleasure. Sometimes when you hear self-pleasure, others call it masturbation so for some people, it is the same. For some, there is a difference. So when we look at the definitions for masturbation, for example, it's the act of stimulating your own genitals for pleasure, which is healthy and completely normal, as long as it doesn't intervene with, you know, the other daily lives. Um, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. And it's something for everyone for everybody regardless of your age sexuality gender identity race or relationship status it's a healthy way to explore your own body to explore yourself to give yourself your own pleasures and there's no right way or certain amount to do it because sometimes i do get the question like is it healthy to do it every day is it uh, like how often should I do it or not do it and that is really a personal preference so some do it daily others do it weekly some do it occasionally so this is completely up to you you are in charge and masturbation can be solo 
just by yourself or it can be with someone for example mutual mutual masturbation <laughs> or <laughs> with consent of course um so masturbation uh, as i just said is stimulating of your own genitals for pleasure but when we look at self-pleasure it can be exactly that but it can also be so much more than that masturbation usually has a goal of orgasms where self-pleasure has the goal of experience pleasure and that can look different to everyone the first sip of your morning coffee that pleasure feeling that you get or completing a lower body workout session that pleasure you're gonna get that post-workout high hold like the the achievement the pleasure you're gonna get out of that biting into something really really yummy could be absolute pleasure using all your senses so experiencing pleasure isn't necessarily touching yourself um in you know having an orgasm but it can be exactly that but it can be also anything else where you're using your senses what you do what you see hear taste feel you can get pleasure out of it so it doesn't necessarily needs to be stimulating your own genitals so self-pleasure pleasure can be everything that you personally find pleasurable and for self-pleasure orgasms isn't necessarily the goal of course bonus yay <laughs> why we wouldn't say no to orgasms but it isn't necessarily that you sit there and self-pleasure the orgasms is the goal because the the build-up just to the orgasm alone can be so pleasurable and feeling pleasure can be having that deeper connection to yourself to your body being present feeling loved enjoyment learning something new about yourself exploring your fantasies connecting with your divine feminine energy like there is so much more and as i said masturbation self-pleasure is a healthy normal act and it got actually quite a few benefits so when i still hear incorrectly that it's blamed for health problems like infertility blindness mental health issues um or it's something you know um to feel guilty about or ashamed about or something dirty that gonna like there's a point when i'm trying to educate that it actually is quite the opposite self-pleasure has a lot of benefits which will help you to release sexual tension it can reduce stress it can improve your sleep it can improve your emotional well-being it can lift your mood because all the hormones it's going to be released it can improve your sexual satisfaction it can improve your relationships because it can improve your self-esteem your confidence your body image so if you're struggling with your body image connecting with your body connecting with yourself and giving yourself pleasures is you're feeling more grateful about your body you're getting to know your body you're learning what it can do and that it can give you pleasures so your confidence you're going to be more comfortable within yourself within your body within yourself which ultimately leads to improved relationships and you can communicate better what your desires and needs are and set healthy boundaries 
Um, it also can relieve menstrual cramps and muscle tension. It can also support you in healing from trauma. Reclaiming back your body and life, which is within my coaching, self-love coaching. Reclaiming back your body and life, especially when you have experienced trauma. Um, it can also support you in stepping into your divine feminine energy. So as you can hear, there are a lot of benefits and ultimately it's all about getting to know yourself more, connecting with yourself, connecting with your body, honoring your body and nurturing your own sexuality. And all of that can be empowering and it can be quite healing as well. It is a safe way of exploring yourself and embracing your own sexuality. So let's say you do feel like guilt, shame around this topic um, or you've got other pleasure, self-pleasure blocks. That's how I call them, self-pleasure blocks. When, for example, you say, I don't have time for that. Um, I get that sometimes moms say like, where, where would I do that? When would I do that? I don't have time to pleasure myself. Um, or you just can't relax. You are stuck in that like mindset of like thinking about 20,000 other things, but actually connecting with yourself. And um, Or you find it hard to touch yourself or to just really connect with yourself. So these pleasure blocks. And there are some activities that you can do to help you identify your self-pleasure blocks and then also put some actions into place to address them. For example, if you do say like, I just have got no time for that. <laughs> Similar to, um, I want to work out, I want to eat healthier, but I don't have time for that or it costs so much money. Uh, in, at the end of the day, it is not you prioritizing yourself. And as you already know now, self-pleasure has a lot of benefits. So if you put it up as to like, I don't have the time for it or I can't do that, then it's basically you just not prioritizing yourself. So in this case, you do need to stop yourself, get away of that situation and schedule it in. Yes, it is okay to put it in your diary tomorrow afternoon. If it doesn't, if you can't find another way of by going with the flow, then schedule it in. Say, no, tomorrow um, I'm going to take an hour and I'm just going to have a date with myself and have a date with yourself and start to connect with yourself. Um, with that said, there are a few things, um, activities that I have within my ebook. So I do have a self-pleasure ebook that provides a lot of information about self-pleasure. It's a guideline which also includes a lot of practical tasks and activities, which will prompt you to explore yourself and really to get a little bit more of an awareness of yourself and what you can do to address like the pleasure blocks or um, finding out your own likes, dislikes, self turn-ons. Um, there is more about pleasure mapping, mirror practicing, um, things you can do to really connect with your body and yourself and finding that pleasure. Now let's say you have scheduled in your time and you're just very new to all of that and you would like to know, okay, what, what am I going to do? Like, how does it going to look like? And self-pleasure can look Anyway, the way you would like to experience your pleasures. That's the beauty of it. 
we are all unique and we all have different preferences we all have different likes and dislikes and this is why self-pleasure can be so super beneficial for yourself and any relationship that you are going to enter will benefit from it because you explore yourself it's about exploring yourself so as i said if you take that pressure away of like it needs to lead and end in an orgasm take that pressure off if an orgasm happens great bonus while we take it obviously but if it doesn't happen it's okay it's about maybe you've learned something new about yourself maybe you have discovered a new like or a new dislike so you can actually come up with lists which I for example um, have for myself and also recommend within my ebook and my queens is coming up with lists noting for yourself what are your likes and dislikes what do you prefer um, how do you prefer it what are your self turn-ons what turns you off the more you know about yourself the more confident you're going to become within yourself the more you can give yourself the pleasures but also the more you can communicate that with uh, any within any partnership that you're going to enter if that's casual partnerships romantic partnerships long-term partnerships um, you will be able to communicate your likes and dislikes you can set your boundaries and you will also more likely listen and ask for their likes and dislikes and their boundaries ultimately your self-pleasure your orgasms all of that is your responsibility it is not someone else's responsibility to make you feel sexually satisfied if you hand this responsibility into someone else's hand instead of taking ownership of it by like instead of taking ownership of it you most likely end up disappointed and unsatisfied you are in charge of your body you are in charge of your pleasure your orgasms is your responsibility your sexual pleasures are your responsibility so take ownership of it everyone you invite to share your pleasures with they're basically you could say an assistant to your pleasures so you can let them know you can lead them and show them how you like how you like to receive pleasure and they will assist you in receiving that pleasure and vice versa so you are an assistant for them in their own pleasures my beautiful queen when you are ready to reclaim back your body and your life so you can love the shit out of yourself then go to selflovewithtrisha.com and join my self-love queendom and you can also follow along my instagram selflovewithtrisha guys if you want to see more of me your favorite one-of-a-kind trisha then go to trishaslife.com.au and you can join trisha's life and for all the spicy toy reviews, go to my YouTube channel, Trisha's Life Spicy Toy Reviews. And I will see you there. Exploring your self-turn-ons, your likes, dislikes, or what turns you off. It's, it's a great way to start on your journey for self-pleasure. 
and use all your senses, all your different senses that touch, smell, sight, sound, taste, and explore yourself, observe yourself. Do you get aroused when you wear something really sexy, a certain lingerie, lace, or leather, or is there a certain smell, a certain sound that turns you on? certain music so explore yourself take note of that and then from there you can build up from you know using all the senses touching yourself as i said pleasure mapping mirror practice your clothing style what you wear um being more nude i know then when i hear yeah but i'm so uncomfortable within my own body that is something you can practice i'm not saying like all right Throw away all your clothes, just run around nude all the time. Obviously starting small. So if you're uncomfortable in being in your own body naked, then maybe start small by, I don't know, sleeping with less clothing. And when you're more comfortable with that, then start sleeping naked. Then maybe walk around in the mornings for half an hour naked or in the evenings for half an hour naked. And the more you do it, the more you practice, the more comfortable you will become in your own body and in your own skin. That is practice. That's something that I have started with my saggy mom boobs. That's a body part on myself that I have been struggling after I have ceased breastfeeding twice cold turkey and my breasts had no time to actually really slowly, you know, get back to the normal state. It was just like, Boom. Yeah, now I'm stopping and also the weight loss that I was having when I was 17 that yeah my skin wasn't really adjusting with it so I've got saggy mom boobs and I had struggled with accepting it but now I am practicing more and more to yeah walk around without a bra and Recently I did that, I was wearing a dress and I was going shopping and I had no bra on and it was wiggling and jiggling and <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, um, but it was also so empowering and I also did a women empowerment photo shoot, so I was completely naked in the bush with nine other women we were completely strangers and we did group photos completely naked in the bush and it was so raw and but also so empowering something that i can really recommend but yeah before you maybe jump to like that starting small and then build up from there said through self-pleasure you can explore your likes dislikes and then you can start setting boundaries through that or limits which you can um, categorize in like really hard limits soft limits something that you know you do not want to do at all something you might want to consider and then you can also come up with lists i'm, I'm a fan of lists <laughs> sexual fantasies i call it the sex bucket list um things that you can know down that you maybe want to explore or want to try out and and not all fantasies have to be acted on but you can look at it and be like oh yeah maybe like this is really something down the track that I would like to explore and I always say my lists are dynamic so they can change as you grow as you keep exploring 
that will change too. So your likes and dislikes, you could say, uh, I can't imagine someone licking my feet. Like that's a hard limit. It's a boundary. But maybe down the track three years later, you actually do love it. And you can like, you know, fan out of getting your feet licked. So that can change and that is okay. That's why it's so important to communicate with your partners. Even if you know your partner, if you've been together for 10 years, they grow and evolve and change as well. So you need to regain consent. You need to have conversations, regularly check in with each other and explore the likes and dislikes as they can change. So it's dynamic. Before I keep sidetracking here, but this is the beauty of podcasting is that you jump into one topic <laughs> um, and then go into the other um, because it all flows into each other. And zones are another uh, area that you can then explore. Where do you like to be touched? How do you like to be touched? Is it like, where's your sweet spots at? Like, get you, oh, like, you know, legs gone weak and you're like, ah, oh, do that again. Like, oh. You can't communicate that to someone if you don't know it by exploring your own body. So use different um, hands, props. You know, you could use a feather. You could use um, a Wartenberg pinwheel. Uh, you know, firmer grip or slightly ticklish. Um, is it your ears? Is it your your neck, is it your lips, your inner thighs, like just, you know, pleasure mapping, basically. And from there, you can explore your body way, way more and be able to get way more comfortable within yourself and in your body and can communicate that further. What I would also suggest in this direction is exploring the different types of orgasm for females. So most common orgasms that females know are the clitoral orgasms, but there are so many more orgasms that you can explore and experience, like um, the G-spot orgasms, uh, nipple orgasms, anal orgasms, vaginal orgasms, multiple orgasms, orgasms in your sleep. <laughs> um, there are so many other orgasms that you can experience. So that would be something else that you can also start exploring and if you've heard about the orgasm gap which basically means that way more um, males are having orgasms compared to females and that's because some of the females don't self-pleasure they don't get to know their own body they don't get to know themselves and they put the responsibility of their orgasms into someone else's hand and if they can't um make them come they just be like oh maybe i'm broken maybe i'm just different maybe i am someone who just is hard to get to an orgasm or maybe i just am someone who yeah will never have an orgasm and then they just leave it at that and that's so sad because you can experience such amazing orgasms if you start to get to know yourself your own body and take ownership ownership and responsibility of your own body, of your own pleasures. And you do explore the different kind of orgasms. Again, take away that pressure of like, I need to have that orgasm to be successful. If you don't experience the orgasms, you are exploring 
exploring yourself. That's the goal here. If it leads to that orgasm, awesome. But if it doesn't, just give it another go and give it another go. And it's about exploring. Or maybe you just really don't like it when someone's playing with your nipples or when you play with your own nipples. Or maybe it is something that you are getting more and more a favor of it. And you're like, oh, oh, oh I've never actually done that. Oh, now I feel something different. And it's if you take that pressure away, you are more likely to really ease into the moment, be present and really explore and embrace yourself and really yeah have that energy release so taking away that pressure always helps um with that maybe also said is foreplay turn yourself on so as i said before is there a certain music that gets you in the mood a certain smell um for me if the house is clean and all that stuff it's just like oh great if it's all like you know not tidy etc i'm not gonna get in the mood so foreplay self turn-ons use them whatever increases your arousal um raises the anticipation the excitement use that you don't have to like say oh, okay now i'm gonna like self-pleasure i'm just like straight onto it use that foreplay the more you explore that for yourself as well the more likely you will also be able to communicate that to your partners and be more likely saying like oh you know i actually do really love foreplays and this and this and this is the stuff that really turns me on and gets me super wet and then i'm just like bam you know use that to explore your foreplay as well of what kind of turns you on and with that also said after play after play is not just necessarily something that well you hear it in the bdsm scene a lot and king scene but it is something that should be like it should be standard with any sexual activity so if that's with your partner or if it's just by yourself as self-pleasure aftercare is super important and you've got their physical aftercare so pee after you self-pleasure you know to prevent utis for example um rehydrate drink lots of fluid especially when you've also squirted a lot refuel your body have some good nutritious um food a snack a meal depending you know what you're craving clean up your toys <laughs> you know that's that um physical um aftercare or if you need to take any other measurements cleaning up yourself um if you are prone to yeast infections etc have a shower have a bath all these things um, and then the emotional aftercare, because self-pleasure and any sexual activity in that space in that you are, um, that is powerful. And you want to return your body back to normal, your body and your mind. And you want to make yourself feel safe and secured, appreciated, loved and cared for and connected and close. So there's the emotional aftercare that you can do. And especially also after self-pleasure journaling about your experience um sensual touching meditation breath work cuddling your favorite soft toy um having a weighted blanket or these hoodies or um, a soft cuddle blanket um talking to a loved one or doing something that you know grounds you like painting walking something uplifting things that you know and again this is personal and personal preference so if you don't explore that for yourself how can you expect someone else to know what kind of aftercare you 
you need and desire to get to that state of being returning to normal. So that's something that you should explore as well. Let's say you are self-pleasuring and you would like to change things up, to explore yourself a little bit more. And there, for example, you can use the different orgasm types that I mentioned before. So you can start exploring different kind of orgasms or different um, erogenous zones. Um, explore a little bit more in detail, a little bit more in this direction. But you can also self-pleasure at a different place and time. So if you're usually doing it in the evening just before bed, maybe, you know, try the morning. Or try a different room. If you're always doing it in the bedroom, maybe, you know, try a different room. Try somewhere else. Um, I can think of quite a few places uh, and times that are very adventurous, fun, exciting. Have some fun with it. Um, watching porn. You can read a sexy book and pleasure yourself with that. Um, or a sexy magazine. Sex toys. <laughs> Definitely, they are a great way to change things up too. And there are so, so many different sex toys out there. Starting to include them will open a whole new world on pleasure. If that's, you know, vibrating, G-spot related, dildo writing, like there's just so much to explore. Um, especially also in the kinky restraining or, um, you know, ropes and candles and massage oils and, oh, goodness me. <laughs> this is a whole podcast episode just by itself. Edging yourself, if you have never explored that, that would be something you could do too, bringing you, yourself close to the orgasm and then easing off and then again bringing yourself close, stopping, slowing down um, until you allow yourself to really completely let yourself go into it or making yourself squirt if you haven't had that experience prior. Um, you can try that, just play around. Again, take that pressure away that you need to have the squirt to have it as a successful self-pleasure. Successful self-pleasure is not the orgasm, it's the, the whole act the pleasure and we can get a lot of pleasure just by the build-up to the orgasm and yeah maybe anal as well if it's done something that you haven't explored yet that would be something you could explore too and before you maybe want to do it with your partners um, you can just do it by yourself exploring it um, can be very intimate for yourself before you then start sharing it and yeah you can start slow there as well there are fingers, uh, there are <laughs> toys that can help you to just really ease into that, which is also probably a whole um, podcast episode that I could do on that one. Breath work. Oh, that's a biggie one as well, because some of us, um, we are starting to hold our breath when we are close to orgasm or when we are starting to get there and it's just like that fight and flight situation of signaling signaling our body when we hold our breath instead of like breathing good through it so breath work can be something that you can start implementing as well to just really play with self-pleasure and breath work and see the connection of um, how your pleasures are going to be plan a date with yourself so not just like oh yeah i'm just going to do self-pleasure myself for 10 minutes 
plan an actual date. Take yourself out for dinner. Take one of the remote controlled <laughs> vibrating eggs. Have, have some fun at dinner and then go home and, you know, and pleasure yourself. So it's just, yeah, there are so, so many things that you can do. Um, but this should give you a, a broad overview of self-pleasure and the most important things that I can say to that via the podcast now. As I said, there is the option of that ebook that I've got, um, a self-pleasure guide, which will give you a lot of information and activities and tasks. If you are interested, you can find that one on selflovewithtrisha.com. Finish this episode. Just a little reminder that even though you are in a relationship or in relationships or any form of relationship, you have the right to pleasure yourself. Your body is yours, yours alone. You are in charge of your body. Do not let someone else take control of it. That's why I'm a self-love coach, by the way. It's reclaiming back your body and life. It is your body. And self-pleasure within a relationship is no indicator that your partner isn't satisfying you enough. As I previously explained, there are so many different reasons why we self-pleasure and so many benefits that we can take out of it and it's actually beneficial for all the relationships that you enter you can also take it to another level and self-pleasure use mutual self-pleasure mutual masturbation which can increase your intimacy you can show each other how you like it um, you can improve each other's needs Increase your trust because it's pretty vulnerable to do it in front of each other. It can deepen your connections with each other. So self-pleasure is a great way of exploring yourself. And as I said, I'm not going to repeat all the benefits, but I think you're getting the point now. And within the relationship, just communicate with each other and be open and honest with each other about your needs, your desires, your boundaries. Um, your fantasies, limits, um, consent, permission, but this is probably another whole podcast episode I could talk about. But with this, I'm going to leave it at that. So I hope you have taken some good points out of this for self-pleasure. Remember, it is your body and you are in charge of your own body, of your own pleasures and orgasms. So take responsibility of it take ownership of it, embrace it, embrace yourself. And with that, I will hear you at my next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Don't forget to give this podcast a follow when you feel inspired and empowered. You can also leave a review to this podcast, which would mean the world to me, and share it with your friends. Share it with as many as you can so more kings and queens can feel inspired and empowered. Lots of love. Trisha. Disclaimer, this podcast isn't therapy or any other professional advice. I'm not a medical professional, psychologist, dietitian, etc. The advice given is general and according to my personal experience and within my personal qualifications. 
it's not individual, so take what resonates with you and leave the rest and seek professional support where needed.